Welcome to the Shoutfire Podcast at shoutfire.com. Well, hello again, everybody. Welcome back. We've got Bob Hickey on the line again. And today we're talking about a topic that everybody thinks they can handle and really they can't. Criticism. Bobby, how hard is it for an artist to honestly hear true constructive criticism? Everyone thinks that they want it. They say, you know, tell me how to get better. But how do people really react? Uh, most of the time, um, <laughs> different ways. Let's put it that way. You have those who come in and are honestly receiving it and, you know, shake their head and go, yeah, okay, I understand. And they improve and you hear from them later or they show you something next time you're at a show and they have actually created something. You have those who think they're already Jim Lee and won't listen to what you're saying, saying they're good enough to be published now. And unfortunately, you have those who get upset because they want to be the next superstar and in their hearts of hearts think they are because mom and Aunt Sue and Uncle Jim's told them they are, but they're not. Well, let's start with that. I mean, when you're five years old, you show your crayon drawing to your parents and they say, you're wonderful, keep up the good work, okay? And you get all kinds of praise. And everybody draws when they're five years old and everyone thinks that they're wonderful. Some people actually develop real skills by the time that they're 10, 15, 20 years old are still drawing and are have way more skill than the average person. But all they still hear is generally positive feedback. Sure, sure. And that's why those artists, they're willing to grow. They need to go out to the shows or um, set up portfolio reviews online with other creators who's willing to do those. And... Uh, no, grow. That's it's going to be part of Shoutfire in a way. Um, I'm not a big fan of doing portfolio reviews. I've had too many people get upset. And at the end of the day, to me, it's a negativeness on myself and on the business I'm representing. Because um, unfortunately, those are the ones that's going to get online and slam you. You don't know what he's talking about, blah, blah, blah. Well, um, you're ta- you, you talk about two separate things that really influence each other very much. One is your own ability to take criticism. Yes. Because... When you are really invested in something, you put in time and effort and you believe in your work, you don't have to be ridiculously vain and think that you're perfect to have a hard time accepting criticism. A lot of pe- I've seen people go to a professional at a convention and say, please tell me you know, what you think I can be better at. And the professional give them four or five pointers of what to improve upon. And that person who went in totally confident, I've literally seen leave in tears. Yes. Because and thinking, I should give up. I'm terrible. I'll never get any better. But when a professional actually gives you four or five pointers, that's actually quite a compliment. That is a huge compliment to get a, the uh, creator to actually step up and give that much. I always think it's better off maybe one or two. I think you can get overloaded because yeah, I mean, if they're telling you, you know, six different things, your perspectives, your figure drawing, your line widths, all these different things, your your panel layouts, your telling story, it's too much, you know, because you're going there with the confidence enough to show your portfolio, and you leave being nailed on almost everything there is to draw. Well, it does so, take a lot of bravery to say, like, this is what I've poured my heart and soul into. What do you yes. think? Yes. And, but the only way to get better is to find out what different people think. And you have to take each thing seriously, but also with a grain of salt. 
I'll never forget going around with a, you know, budding professional artist, someone who was quite good and eventually did get some professional work. And they were showing their work to different editors. And to one editor said, um, you're spotting too many blacks. That's your biggest problem. There's just too many black spotters here. You don't need all of that. Can, can I but, guess who this is? <laughs> yeah, no, go ahead. I won't, but go ahead. Just from that comment, I can sort of tell who this is. But go ahead. Well, then they went to the next editor from the next company. And the, the criticism was literally, you're not spotting enough blacks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm, you got to realize a couple of things when you're asking people, editors, creators to criticize you where they're coming from. Um, not everybody's going to see the same thing for sure. None of us ever do. Also, as something we talked about pre podcast is there's creators out there that consider you competition and they don't want competition. This is a tough market. It's a very tough market to land a professional job. I don't like that word professional job to work with some of the top tier publishers at the moment. It is very hard. Only so many people can do Spider-Man, so many people can do Superman, so many people can do Batman. So it's tough to get in there. Um, so those in there are hanging on to those jobs. Um, so I've seen some really horrible um, portfolio reviews done by top-tier professionals when I'm like, that person isn't that bad. You know, a couple little tips, and it would encourage them to keep moving forward. And I feel like it was more of a, they were scared of losing their job because the more people they in, in, invite and more pers- people they encourage, the more competition they have. And that's something everybody needs to be aware of, but not fall on back on that and say, well, then I am good enough. Mm. Well, There's it, other outlets for criticism that you should attack or not attack, but try to get. So you're saying the pendulum can swing to the exact opposite direction, no matter where you go. If so, if if you look at the criticism and say, oh, I'm terrible, I should just give this up. Or you can say, oh, well, they're just jealous. I'm perfect. Yes, it can. Truth, it truly can. You think the truth might be um, somewhere in between? I think it is. Well, this is one thing in, you know, this being Shoutfire podcast, I'm going to push Shoutfire a little bit. One thing we're going to create is um, a members-only Facebook page. And this is strictly for members to post their work, talk about work. It will be moderated. Because I'm not a big fan of people slamming people just to be slamming people. You'll be, you know, asked not to do that. No, um, if you, if you, it doesn't help anybody. And no, it doesn't. Um, we'll ask um, people come on to um, honest criticisms. Um, I think I've been pushing you to finally get signed up on Facebook to help out a little bit, maybe. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but also to encourage people to draw and show more things. And to do that... Uh, we're looking at doing some type of contest and that's not a contest to say you drew the best superhero or you did the, it's just, it's going to be a, a contest that whoever posts his artwork for that week can randomly win a prize. And what that encourages is you to create new content. You know, I'm not going to judge who did the best with this. It's just encouragement to create new stuff because the more you create, the more you're working on it, the better you're going to get. Well, it also gives so. a kind of a deadline of submit by this date. Okay. It helps sure. you to say, well, it's one thing to say, I'll just do it when I can, but it can be actually encouraging to say, oh, well, here's your deadline. Do it by this time. It gives you a purpose and a goal. Sure. And, you know, my goal is to do this weekly. It might be over two weeks at the beginning, but um, try to do a weekly prize. And, and it's, you know, it, the thing is you're going to get better. 
if you draw. Just like you're going to get better if you ride a bike, the more you ride a bike, better driving, the more you drive. So the more you draw, the more you learn. And then we're going to give an area for them to go to and, and uh, show their drawings, get, get suggestions, uh, and then hopefully they come back next week and want to win the little prize and show us what they did different. It can be hard to take criticism because you have to be in the right frame of mind. But I know a friend of mine who was a martial artist who was disappointed when he went to a tournament and won. He truly did not like it. And I thought, wow. you've got to be kidding me. I mean, that isn't the whole idea of the tournament to compete and win. He says, if I win a match, I don't learn anything. <laughs> if yeah. I lose, okay, then I learn that, oh, I need to work on this technique or defending myself. Oh, I was vulnerable on my left side and I have something to work on and a, a goal to improve. If I win, all I knew is that I was already better than that person, but I didn't learn how to get any better than I already am. Man, I love that attitude. And I, I, think really... a lot, I think a lot of artists need to adopt that, okay? Because too many artists, when they do get legitimate criticism of, well, you need to work on perspective or your line work or things that are like fundamentals and basics, will respond with, that's just my style. No, no. No, that's not good? No, it's not. It's a cop-out. Um, but everybody ends up with a style because we all make mistakes or shortcuts and uh, that ends up being a style. But no, I mean... It's a way I, to I push away criticism and learning, okay? Yes, you will develop a style. And if your style is more anime, then you don't want to be really taking a lot of criticism from someone who draws very realistically. You're in, in a different camp, basically. Yes. So you have to you go like to like, okay? But there are still drawing fundamentals in no matter what style you're going to eventually draw in. And, and there's also storytelling. It isn't just the drawing, um, especially in comics, I say, and animation. you got to be able to storytell. And I think that's harder than, than drawing sometimes. Figure drawing or perspective drawing is how to use those to tell a story and keep a story moving forward. That's, you know, once you get that down, you can take all the shortcuts and style changes and tweaks you want and but um, can you tell a story at the end of the day? And so when people are at that point criticizing, you know, oh, the panel would have moved better this way or that way, whatever, please be open because you're at a point that you want to be. And true, I've seen people who are incredible draftsmen who can draw the hell out of anything, okay? But they can't do panel by panel storytelling. They're so involved on the details of every drawing that they don't know how to tell that story to move a story along piece by piece yeah or are you gonna cheat and do a whole comic for nothing but splash pages you don't have to tell that a story is, that way well that is become can be so common because it the urge i just want to draw a really cool drawing okay and i don't want to draw you know a car or okay or a person sitting at a desk okay right well, sometimes the person sitting at the desk is an important part of the story it's maybe boring to draw but it's part of your storytelling techniques yeah, it's pacing. It, it's part of the story. So, but yeah, criticisms are really can be really really tough to take, um, but they're needed to grow. And you know, we need this uh, we need this industry to grow. So, well, criticisms can be tough to take, but they can also be tough to give, can't they? I don't like doing them anymore. Um, Bill Nichols Why? is really good at it. 
I always seem to get the ones that gets all upset and mad at me. Um, That's hard to deal with because you're really not trying to put someone down. But some people, you know, even, you know, I said before, they're they're eager to get feedback, but then they they really are crushed by it because they think, oh, I've wasted all this time. But if you go to someone who's competent in giving feedback and criticism and they just tell you, hey, nice drawing, keep up the good work. They're, uh, you're basically talking to the five-year-old with the crayon drawing who I, says, well, I know you've got potential. Keep on working. Come back later, and I can give you some specifics when you get a little better. Yeah, so the was, more specific criticism you get, you have to take that as a compliment. I, I've done that in the past where you really didn't want to tear somebody up and criticize totally. Um, and you know, you just go, yeah, it's pretty good. Keep it up. But those are the ones who come back next year with the exact same portfolio pieces and don't do anything during the year that they were gone. And you start recognizing these pieces and you're going, um, didn't I you know, see okay, uh, yeah, um, I remember that. Didn't I see that in Pittsburgh two years ago? Okay. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, what I mean, I've got, I've got the um, two suggestion rules and I'll give them two suggestions on how to get better um, or – you know, if they're there, I'm like, yeah, just keep sending out your portfolio. You know, I've seen creators out there who's ready to go, but there's only, I mean, it depends on what their goal is. If their goal is to work for one of the top tier publishers, you got to keep your portfolios out there. You got to be willing to keep banging the doors and keeping up with the current editors and everything. If it's just to draw comics, there's so many ways to do that. And that's what we're going to get into at Shoutfires, how you can continue to just create comics, whether it's self-publishing, web publishing, anything like that. But it's becoming increasingly difficult to find someone to give you that type of criticism because people don't realize that's work. If you're a professional artist, editor, critiquing someone and doing it in a uh, constructive way, that's a job. Okay, And you're asking people to do that for free most of the time. Well, the publishers are going to have editors sitting there. Some of the publishers, I should say, are going to have editors sitting there looking at portfolios because they're wanting the next artist. Um, most of the artists are going to be at this show. They're looking to make money. So nowadays they don't have as much original artwork to sell, so they're sitting there doing commissions. And if they're sitting there looking at portfolio, they're not doing a commission. So they're not earning money, which is the reason they were at that show to begin with. So you got to understand if somebody says, ah, I don't do portfolio reviews, that that creator is there to expand his own portfolio, expand his own reader base and fan base, and to generate income to cover the show and, and make a living. So there's reasons to see if, you know, like we had people come up to Sketch Magazine all the time and say, hey, do you all review portfolios? And when Bill Nichols was there, oh, yeah, Bill will do it. And, and Bill was very honest, and he will criticize a few things on it, and uh, you know they would leave happy. So you know you just got to be careful who you talk to. Or they would come with you, and they'd leave in tears. Bob, what did you say to these poor people? <laughs> yeah, it's only happened a few times over the years, but, but it has happened. I'm, I'm only teasing because you could say the exact same things that Bill Nichols said and have different reactions from different people. You know. Yes, I guess Bill just says it nicer. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but a lot of professionals, even there are some professionals who are very welcome and opening and talking to younger artists. And um, but even they are realizing that it's it takes a lot of time and energy to 
do this with someone and to do it in a constructive enough way that you're not risking ruining their love of their artwork. You know, so it's, you know, it, it, you are asked, it is a big ask to ask someone to review your work. Okay. And it can be done and you need to be persistent about it, but you need to understand that no is the default answer. And if someone does agree to help you, that's pretty special. Well, we both know somebody out there who's worked professionally, worked on his own, self-published. He comes in the shop with his two young ones every once in a while. He was out there with his portfolio, beating, banging. But I think his biggest plus is that he started connecting with the other creators online and constantly chatting them up. Because a lot of these creators are working from home, they're drawing, they're working, and they have side chats and, and stuff going on. And he reaches out to them, getting, constantly getting criticism, not waiting for the shows. And he built his portfolio up and built it up. He's constantly working. He does beautiful work now. And, you know, we both watched him grow into where he's at now. And I think he's going to continue to grow and be a superstar. Oh, um, I quite agree. And his initial work was, okay, interesting, good. All right, here's the things you need to work on. But you could tell there was potential there. But the first work that we saw for him was far from ready oh, for yeah. professional level. Yeah, I but agree. Was, but you could recognize an innate talent, okay? And the speed which with he corrected the mistakes that he made, okay? Because he kept, he didn't fall in love with his own work. No. He no. knew that, every, he always knew that it could get better. Yeah. But he was one who definitely came into it with a look that he wanted to do. If he was going to do comics... He wanted a certain look to it. He was constantly working on storytelling and, you know, figure drawing and uh, just combining it all. But um, there, there is a, definitely a look and style that he really enjoyed. And those are the creators that he reached out for to get more encouragement from. So, um, yeah, just don't depend on shows. I mean, there's tons and tons of shows, but shows have changed so much over the years. They're not the... Um, one third dealers, two third artist alleys, and and everybody's just sitting there trying to sell their original artwork. It's more one third autographs, one third retailers, and a small artist alley, and people's trying to make a buck to cover being there to help build their fan base, and not really look at portfolios. But so I think, a, I think the people he did reach out to saw his continued growth. I, I it too. was one thing to just like reach out to and say, here, I'm going to share my page I just drew. Or I'm going to share this figure I just drew. But it's different to keep doing it and to keep showing growth. And for those people to say, oh, this I saw this guy again from six months ago. But oh, look how much he's grown. Look at how much else he's done. OK, that's how you gain respect of professionals. And they're willing to give a little bit of their time to to encourage you to give you some good feedback. Oh, I agree. And he was constantly working. He's working all the time on it. So, yeah. The, and that's, that's what you got to do. That's the number one thing. You can't, you can't stress that enough is to keep drawing. That you've got a thousand bad drawings in you, get them out of the way, you know? Yep. And every yes. one, you get a little bit better. And don't fall in love with your own style so much that you ignore your problems and how to get better. No, I think... If you work on anything, you should work on storytelling constantly. If we're working in this industry, it's going to be storytelling. So as as you work on your storytelling, everything else is going to develop around you. That That is very, very good advice because I think people sometimes take it the other way. They want to 
work on their drawing skills alone and then think the storytelling will just take care of itself. Mm. And, yeah, they, go ahead. And it works better to say, let me keep telling stories. And then yeah. as you're doing it, your actual drawing improves. Oh, I agree. Yeah, I think if you start off trying to tell stories, not start off, but you got to have the basics. But, you know, too many people go in there and just want to draw a bunch of pretty pictures and that's in or do covers and all that. And it's just, you know, it's not realistic. You got to be a storyteller. And I mean, that works in any sequential art that we're out here doing. And so. Shopfire is going to give you resources to scripts and other things to use to help mm -hmm. help you build your storytelling. Yes. Yeah, so it'll be all kinds of content, creators bringing new content here, helping out, us doing more podcasts to help out and uh, get the word out. Well, I think that about wraps it up for today, Bobby. But the, the basic lesson is, is be open to criticism. Listen, okay, to what people have to say. Don't believe 100% of it, but at the bottom, at the end of the day, keep on drawing. And telling stories. And telling stories. Thanks again, Bob. We'll talk to you again soon. Thank you, Bill. Take care.